You're listening to the Progressive Patriots Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's been a while. It is currently 2045 Arizona time. Yeah, been a while. Uh, people have been busy and all that, but wanted to make sure you all remember that we, the Progressive Patriots, are still here. It's just me, Leo. I'm riding solo. It's 2045. It's Thanksgiving, Thursday, November 23rd. So with the pace that shit moves at, things may or may not be different. By the time you hear this, I absolutely stole that from NPR. But let's get right into the fucking news because there's a lot of it. Um, as I was reading, trying to catch up, it's like, goodness fucking gracious. Uh, <laughs> let's get into, real quick, Congress. Um as I'm sure everybody knows by now, uh, Joe Manchin has announced that he's not going to be seeking re-election um, it, when his seat is coming up in uh, 2024, and he, he will instead be, quote, traveling the country and speaking out to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring America together, end quote. Okay, so I'm not sure what this dude's magic was to be able to get a Senate seat in a state like West Virginia as a Democrat. I don't know, but um, it's going to be a right pain in the fucking dick to try to keep it. So um, I don't know. We'll see, I guess, how that plays out. Um, There's still some time to go. We still got about a year, so we'll see how they... How we're going to work towards that. Uh, Some quick uh, bits on the Republican debate. It was earlier in the month. Uh, What did I want to talk about on this one? Let me look at my notes here. Just some highlights. Uh, When they were talking about TikTok, Nikki Haley mentioned uh, wanting to ban the platform and uh, Ramaswamy being the fucking troll that he is mentioned that uh, Nikki Haley's daughter is very active on it. Um, She said what were her exact words? Leave my daughter out of your voice. uh, So that's kind of fun. (laughs) Um, When discussing the Palestine Israel situation, uh, Ramaswamy uh, referred to. Or do you want Dick Cheney in three inch heels? All right, Mr. In which Ramaswamy. Case we've got two of them on stage tonight. I believe that Haley responded saying that. I'd first, like to say they're five inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. I wear heels, they're not for a fashion statement, they're for ammunition. And uh, DeSantis, obviously, the, the great joke is that he wears uh, lifts, heel lifts in his uh, boots. I'm very inclined to agree that he does because it really does look like it. He walks like weird, very weirdly, very strangely. Um, I think in none of their statements, if I recall correctly, none of them mentioned Trump. Uh, Not really surprised. Uh, Can't, you know, piss off his his loyal supporters if you're trying to jockey for some of them. Um, but uh, I think it was not too far away where uh, Trump did his own a rally or whatever. He just kind of riffed at the mic for an extended period of time. Um, his 
he was quoted as saying, I'm standing in front of tens of thousands of people right now, and it's on television. That's a hell of a lot harder to do than a debate. I'm not inclined to agree with this one bit. Uh, uh, debating, you know, with your competition is a lot more taxing than just playing the hits for people who are going to cheer for whatever it is that you say. So that's going to be a hard no for me, dog. There was an interesting article that came out later uh, that was fact-checking some of the things that the candidate said at the debate on the debate stage. And one of them was DeSantis saying, I sent planes over to Israel and I brought back over 700 people safe to safety. And that one actually checks out. Uh, the approximate number is just under 700. So not fudge the numbers a little bit, but it, his, I would say his, his fudging or like rough estimation is in the margin of error. So that's fine, I guess. So we, uh, 685 people were flown from Israel between October 15th and 23rd. Uh, here's one from Ramaswamy. That was interesting. Do you want to use U.S. taxpayer money to fund the banning of Christians? That is actually what's happening. They're using the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. They have banned them. The Ukrainian parliament just did this last week, supported by our dollars. So this one was found to be true in part, but it was missing a very strong degree of context. Um, and I'm sure we know why. But here, here's the context that's, that was missing from what Ramaswamy was saying, is the majority of Ukrainians are very much Orthodox Christians. They are members of the Orthodox Church of Ukraine, the OCU. The ban, quote-unquote, um, that ban was on the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, the UOC, which it sounds like you're splitting hairs there, but the UOC is suspected of being connected to the Russian Orthodox Church and, by extension, the uh, Putin regime. Naturally, the uh, UOC denies this, but who knows? I expect that Ukraine is uh, playing, playing it rather safe than sorry. I mean, you can still go to OCU services if you want to. Um, you are still able to practice in your home or whatever. You can, you still can. Uh, Christians are not being banned. It's fucking ridiculous. God damn it, that guy makes me so mad. Um, all right, let's keep it going. Probably gonna wrap this up quickly, just cause. Uh, yeah, it's just me. So there's only so much that I can shit on uh, on these fucking clowns. <laughs> before it's time to move on. Um, all right, so there, is, there was a law that was passed in Maryland in 2013, and uh, it was like the Maryland Fire Firearm Safety or something like that. Um, the Fourth Federal Circuit Court of Appeals just moved to block this uh, moved to block the application of this law in a two-to-one uh, ruling. The majority opinion was given by um, Judge Julius Richardson, who is a Trump appointee. 
that Maryland has not shown that this regime is consistent with our nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Uh, the language that he's ref that he's using here is a reference to is in direct reference to a uh, Supreme Court ruling. It was a, it's the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Um, that was in 2022, so you know, not too long ago. But the ruling was requires that gun laws are consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. <sighs> now, the <laughs> fucking tradition of firearm regulation is none. So that's uh, kind of what they're saying here. It's that well, at least okay. That's what it looks like to me. That's what I'm seeing when I hear the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. There, there historically has not been any. So you know, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of things that I would take uh, the opinions of somebody from 250 years ago. I wouldn't take their opinions about a whole lot. Most anything technology related or machinery related would be chief among them. So, yeah, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and shit. Of course, they didn't care about firearm regulation because they didn't you didn't really need to. It, in the time that if you shoot and very likely miss it, the time it would take you to reload, someone could go regulate your ass with a fucking club. So there you go. But uh, I don't expect that they would have ever imagined the idea of a weapon that can that is made with the express intent of killing or grievously wounding as many people as possible as quickly as possible. I really do think that they would have a different opinion if they knew about that. But hey, they're dead, so who cares what they think anyway? Uh, let's see. There's a little bit more on this one. The office of Maryland Attorney General Andrew Brown, who is, uh, he's defending this law, is they are, the, the official statement is that they're weighing their options for, the, for next, step, next steps um, in the case. The dissenting opinion from Judge Barbara Milano Keenan, she's an Obama appointee, uh, her th her opinion was that the majority's ruling would render presumptively unconstitutional most non-discretionary laws in this country requiring a permit to purchase a handgun, which is, uh, it's exactly, that's exactly it. <sighs> Not surprised, given who, who's appoint, who appointed these people. So there you go. That's what's happening in Maryland. That's fun. An interesting development in the Purdue Pharma case is it's going to the Supreme Court. The Purdue Pharma case is the they were the primary like manufacturers of Oxycontin, which was chief among the drugs causing the opioid crisis. So, right, that is going to the Supreme Court. Uh, hearings will begin on the 4th of December, so it's coming up pretty quickly. Um, so the 
what's going to be checked or what's going to be heard at in the Supreme Court is so the family relinquished ownership of Purdue Pharma, the Sackler family. That's their name. Um, they were ordered to contribute six billion dollars to fight the opioid crisis. Uh, makes sense. Fucking, you spilled it, you clean it up. Um, but in exchange for these, they were able, they were permitted to keep billions of dollars from from the sale of oxycontin. So it wasn't like, is six billion really? You know, is it all that much to people like this? And most, this is the part that's going to be argued the most. Or I believe this is what is going to be argued, that they are immune from civil lawsuits. Um, the argument, the question that hangs over this is, does Purdue Pharma declaring bankruptcy extend to the Sacklers? Does that uh, protection of bankrupt filing bankruptcy protect the Sacklers who have not filed bankruptcy? But so the are they are they protected from liability because uh, the their company filed uh, bankruptcy? Um, one of the there's someone. Her name is uh, Ellen Isaacs. Her son Ryan. Oh, man, this is a Polish name. Robluski. W-R-O-B. Robluski, maybe? Um, I'm sorry, dude. Um, he passed away from an overdose of a while ago. And she is one of the people that's pushing to fight, to, you know, to have this heard. Or her lawyer, his name is Mike Quinn, uh, referred to this as... Uh, the like the Sackler being exempt from civil liability is special protection just for billionaires. Uh, very difficult to disagree with the guy. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, there were I did read of other people though, and they were some of them were keen on just like they just want to move on with their lives, and they would like for this to be resolved in some way as quickly as possible so that they can uh, move on with their lives and the, it keeps coming up in the news and shit and it, it's obviously very difficult for them and I, I understand it's, you know, it's not pleasant um, it's a, what's frightening or concerning or worrying about this is the precedent that it sets for for if a company does something creates something that hurts a lot of people and they have to pay restitution of some kind they can you know declare bankruptcy and then just be completely immune from responsibility that doesn't make sense to me uh, even if they, oh, they're not the chemists, okay, so there's that. But I mean, they, these people knew what was happening, very much knew what was happening, and that's kind of the fucking point of why they are in the hot seat at the moment. They knew what they were doing, and they kept going with it anyway. 
Uh, a weird one from yesterday. The the Rainbow Bridge. The it's I've I didn't know what this what this thing was, so I had to look into it a little bit. But it's the bridge that connects the U.S. and Canada uh, at Niagara Falls. I'm not from the Northeast. Fucking sue me. Uh, so there was an explosion there. And I haven't been able to find if there was any determination of the cause, but it was a vehicle explosion, and the early assessments were a reckless driver. Not sure how reckless driving is going to make your car blow up, to be honest with you, but hey, I'm not a car expert, so what do you know? <clears throat> oh... Another train derailment. That's great. Train derailment in eastern Kentucky. There's a small town nearby called Livingston, which is a I believe it's 200 people. So I'm if I'm I think I think if I remember correctly the numbers for this that 200 is in the it's in the category of village. It's not a town. That's too small to be a town. But whatever, that's not important at all to this. There was a, a train derailment, and I believe it was two or three cars that were filled with molten sulfur spilled. And uh, burning sulfur creates sulfur dioxide. Uh, it's not good for you. Definitely, that's really all there is to it. It's, it's very bad for you. So all of those people were evacuated. Um, I believe that they were cleared to go home today. And uh, interesting to see, interested to hear what's going to happen with this. Just another fucking trail derailment. Another, uh, what, I don't know if this is, um, this isn't the same company that did uh, the East Palestine in Ohio, it's not the same one, but uh, curious to see how these, um, what this is. Is this more like negligence and willfully letting things deteriorate? Because fuck spending the money to keep this shit working right. Uh, I need to, I need a third yacht and I need it now. Uh, still more... Still waiting to hear more about this. Let's continue to the Boating Rights Act ruling that was on November 20th. Oh boy. So, the, the ultimate outcome of this is that Private citizens or private organizations cannot sue the government in, uh, or regarding voting rights or voting access. Only the U.S. government can do that. Only the Department of Justice, only the U.S. Attorney General. Uh, <laughs> oh, trying to not... <clears throat> Oof. So the right, so private parties cannot sue. 
the VRA, the Voting Rights Act, does not establish the a private right of action. That was the majority opinion from judges David Strauss, who's a Trump appointee, and uh, Raymond Grunder, who's a Bush appointee, Bush the, uh, the second Bush. The chief judge of the appellate board, uh, Levensky Smith, also a uh, Bush appointee, his dissenting opinion was that he just would have followed existing precedent until Congress changed the law or SCOTUS changed the ruling. So, I don't know. Seems like a no-fucking-brainer. Uh, this was originally the, this was originally caused by another Trump appointee, federal judge Lee Rudofsky. So there you go. Um, the only exception to private action is racial discrimination. And um, like an example of how this was used for good was a, pri- a pr- coalition of private advocacy groups got together to have the Alabama uh, voting map. To, it was highly gerrymandered. They got to, they uh, started a coalition to challenge it and they had their map redrawn in a way that's more equitable. Uh, um, <laughs> so I, it seems very likely that it's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. Uh, the, I think the lead counsel for the plaintiffs, uh, Sophia Lynn Laken, Laken, uh, she's also in the part of the ACLU. No kidding. Uh, called this a travesty for democracy, and is considering what the next steps will be. I know it's it's going to be interesting because there are other. There's other cases that we've talked about of voting maps being gerrymandered and being challenged in court by private coalitions. So it would be, and it's also curious, like, so if this is, with this sort of reversal on precedent, what happens to situations that were able to take place because they they were argued with the previous precedent. So, like, does Al- Alabama's map get reverted? Does uh, South Carolina, Georgia, do these maps get... What happens to them? So, a whole lot of people are fucked because of this. Awesome. All these fucking conservative judges. They are really conser... Oh, it's really obvious what they're fucking conserving here. <laughs> uh Oh, man. Uh, let's see. There was a weirdness. I, I just labeled this as weirdness from India. Because it's fucking weird. So in September, you may or may not have heard of Hardeep Singh Nijar. Was, he was, this was a, a Canadian citizen who was assassinated in September. And it was found, I think the terms were extremely credible or highly credible, that it, it was uh, operatives from India 
sanctioned by the Indian government. Um, this, there was another one of those that happened uh, either yesterday or the day before. Uh, this time it was a U.S. citizen that was targeted. Uh, I'm really going to fuck this name up. I'm really sorry, guy. Uh, Gurpatwant Singh Panun. The, the Modi administration labeled him in, these are the exact words, as individual terrorist. And that, that label was applied to him in 2020. <sighs> I know that uh, Trudeau, when that happened, when the assassination in September happened, I know that Trudeau was very upset with uh, Modi. And I know that Biden also kind of hinted at, like, don't you fucking think about it. Don't, you don't want to, don't do that over here. That's a really bad idea for you. And, well, what do you know? Modi is fucking around. We are, we will see as we enter the find out phase. Um, what's unfortunate is that India is a very necessary ally, especially as it pertains to standing up to China. So it's kind of difficult. I, I would expect for politicians to, you know, who are trying to build alliances or strengthen alliances with someone whose who's modus operandi is counter to your values or what you, the values that you're supposed to espouse. So we will keep an eye on that. Um, I have not heard like anything good about Modi. I admit I have not looked into him as much as I should. But there you go. So this, I guess this is a good, uh, a good primer as I enter the codices of Modi. Let's see. Two bits of pos positive news here. Uh, just before we get into something a lot heavier. But um, one of the Central Park Five... Uh, if it was a five, like, teen, I think they were like 14 and 15 years old. There was a, I think there were six, but one of them uh, pled out pretty early and escaped most punishment or anything. But the Central Park Five were uh, black and Hispanic boys it, that they were accused of raping a woman in Central Park and leaving her for dead. And the part of their, I think part of the notoriety of this, or the good part of this, is that one of them, Yusuf Salam, he was recently, he won an election and is now in the, the New York City Council. So I think that's really cool. Just to see what you can, the adversity that you can overcome. And, uh, I would say, like, the grace with which this man has carried himself throughout. He has every right to be extremely bitter. But, yeah, he decided to try to do better for everyone. And, uh, yeah, that's really nice. 
uh, it's worth noting or reminding you, if you forgot, that uh, former President Trump took out a, I think, a full page in the New York Times to uh, calling like the justice system is fucking weak and the that these the Central Park Five needed to be executed. <laughs> and they were later exonerated. So that like it's it's not this this shit happened in like the late eighties. So it's the writing has been on the wall for how this dude thinks. And yeah. It's extremely telling to me, as it should be for anyone for that presumption of guilt to be there. And that presumption of guilt, so being so strong, you would advocate for them to be killed like right away before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really obvious why. I mean, this it's not shouldn't be a fucking secret. Um, one last bit of positive stuff is the EPA. All right. Sorry about that. I had to pick a good song. Um, the EPA has announced that uh, it's they call it like a nofo noti- notification of funding options or opportunities I think it is but um, they are called community change grants right these are it's two billion dollars that are marked for use in vulnerable like a low income vulnerable communities uh, predominantly communities of color but the it applies for anyone. Anyone can apply for these, you know, if like you're in a shitty place because you can't really afford to live anywhere else. This is, these are for you. Uh, the funds, like the application process is open now. And uh, they, your, your application must be received November of 2024. The rationale behind that is not obvious. Yeah, so that it can be approved by this administration and not rejected by the next, which we're going to play it safe here and not assume that the someone with better moral, a better moral compass is going to win versus a fucking lunatic, but can't look what happened in 2016. So let's not, let's not play that game again. Right. So the, Hmm. I saved you the trouble of digging through the fucking EPA website and all the other government websites for this shit. Um, If you go to lvx.at slash EPA, that'll take you straight to the applying. Like, all you got to do is click apply now and you're right there. You know what I mean? So there you go. I really hope if you can put this to use, I would imagine that if this was like community organizing to do some kind of cleanup, maybe, I don't know. I didn't look into, I didn't look too deeply into the requirements, but this is uh, part of the, um, in 
Infl Inflation Reduction Act. Well, I always want to say infrastructure and I don't know, I always fuck that up, but it's part of the Inflation Reduction Act. So $2 billion are marked for these grants. Um, I know that they're trying to funnel green energy technology into low income communities with this. So uh, I don't know, can this help you get solar panels where you live i don't know i'm not sure uh i like i said i didn't look into the requirements too much but i know that that's the that's like the umbrella idea is to uh sort of a little bit of restitution for poor communities that have been left in vulnerable situations precarious situations just because they can't really afford to do anything else uh, right, so, yeah, that's the last positive bit. Uh, something, I kind of did this alone, intentionally. I didn't want anyone else to have to, like, sign on, co-sign with my, whatever my wild fucking opinions are. But, so, quick little story from, la like, last weekend on a... Friday and Saturday nights, there were two uh, fundraiser events. The first one on Friday was for Rashida Tlaib. And the second one was for CARE, Arizona, C-A-I-R, Council for American Islamic Relations. Um, given those two names that I just gave you, it should be a pretty clear idea. There should be a pretty clear picture of excuse me, of um, what the what the fundraisers were about. The one for Rashida in particular, she mentioned pointedly at the end of her address that like this is, I, I'm being censured for what everybody says behind closed doors i just say it out loud so it's it is kind of that trollish i'm just saying what everyone's thinking but in this i would say in this case like we're talking about a a just cause like we're not talking about crime statistics made up crime statistics to be more specific um i think she made a good point that I I was um I had been in the camp of the, like the humanitarian humanitarian pauses in the the fucking siege of of Gaza, but something that she really she woke me up to was so you want a humanitarian pause? How long is it going to be? And then what happens after those that number of days or whatever is over? What happens when that time runs out? Are we going to go back to bombing hospitals and temples and fucking refugee camps? Is that what we're going to do? Um, I've, I've hinted at it on other uh, Lux Media shows that I... Um, I've, I, 
even like this unconditional shit that we do that we have for Israel is strange to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And the the reason would be we don't ha- like that does not exist in any other relationship like international partnership. We do not give people unconditional support. It does not happen. Even like regimes that are friendly to us, we still don't give them unconditional support. This doesn't make any fucking sense. It never, it's never made sense to me. It really hasn't. It's just one of those topics that if you ever brought it up, um, if you say anything that is not unconditional support for Israel, you're an anti-Semite. You're a racist. You're a fucking whatever other word they want to label you with. When that could not be further from the truth. Um, I've shared a story on here that I'd like to share again. Just to remind you. Uh, a few years ago, I was in Las Vegas. It was my birthday. Uh, I went with some friends to go see a fight. I love boxing. I, no, no shit. But So I, we went to a fight. It was great, um, as one does in Vegas on their birthday. We got a little rip shit, and we so we grab an Uber as we're you know, we're going back to our our places, <clears throat> and I was sitting in the front seat, and we were talking to the, the to the guy. He had a little bit of an accent; it wasn't really thick or anything, but still. So we're sitting there, and then they ask somebody asked him like where he's from because he he had mentioned that he was a recent immigrant, and he said that he's from Israel. And my one of my friends, being the fucking joker that he is, he uh, said, "Oh, you're Israeli? Look, uh, that Leo sitting there next to you, he's a Palestinian, and he does not support any two state solution." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was not laughing at that point. It was oh. My goodness, what have you just done? <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, hey, like, you could hear a mouse fart in the vehicle. Like, it was dead fucking quiet. And then he just kind of says, like, I don't support a two-state solution either. And so we all kind of looked like, whoa, what are we about to do here? And this is not for the reasons that you think. I think that we both have like he i he means arabs and israelis jews and muslims we all have deep ancestral ties to this land uh there is no reason that we should that we cannot live together in harmony we can worship wherever we want it doesn't matter all that matters is that we're good neighbors to each other I don't see the problem. And I uh, that's he's th- like that was why he left cuz that was never going to be a reality. I think that was part of why he left was like the violence be- because of that. That was really illuminating, really enlightening for me. Jesus, man, like this is a guy who was there. Um I've recently come across some news uh like clips video clips and it's 
it's a group. Oh, God, why did I forget the name? I think it's it's like Circle of Parents or something like that. It's for Palestinians and Israelis, like parents who have lost children, to in that the continued conflict there, and I think the heads, if I'm not mistaken, if I like if I recall correctly, the heads of it are a Palestinian man and an Israeli man, both of who. Both of whom have lost kids, their children. They had to bury their children because of this non-stop conflict. And those two, you, who you would think would have the most righteous, vindictive anger, met each other with compassion and empathy. It's, it was really touching. And these aren't the people that you hear about. You, all you hear about are the zealots from either one. Like people are, I see people pretending like, oh, the, the internet is like pro Hamas. It's like a Hamas fucking recruitment center. Like, Shut the fuck up. No, it isn't. No, the fuck it is not. Um, it, the conflation of the terms anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism, that is a considerable part of the problem. It's, you don't have to be... Like, the dude that's the Israeli guy who said, like, we can live together and we can at least be neighbors and just be live together in whatever. We don't have to fucking, like, have barbecues together. That's not necessary, but we can still live together without any problems. Like, we don't have to drive... The Palestinians out. The Palestinians don't have to continue trying to kill us all so that they could reclaim it. That's not that that like mentality, that harmonious one state solution is anti-Zionist. He just does not want to fucking destroy everyone that stands in his way of reclaiming that the ancestral homeland. That and that's exactly where I've landed. I've always kind of felt that way. I did, I'd never understood what, why two state solution was ever a thing. Um, and to be honest with you, I've been holding back on talking about this because I wanted to try to learn as much about this issue as I could. Because you know, everyone always says, "Oh, what's you know, it's really really touchy. It's a really sensitive topic." And yeah, it is. But um, the more that we fucking tiptoe around the shit the more that nothing is going to fucking happen. So, that's, that has always been, like, my, my personal view on it. Those, like, that, that Israeli man that was in, that drove me in Vegas that one night fucking changed my entire viewpoint on the situation. It's like, wow, I can't, I would have thought that he was, he would just, want to we would just instantly become enemies for no fucking reason but other than um what he believed my ethnicity to be and f for his ethnicity as well but that's definitely not the case um i don't know if you i i can't i cannot reasonably in good consciousness support any kind of Zionist agenda. I can't. Um, 
anybody who thinks that what happened on October 7th, what Hamas did to those people, if you think that's acceptable, please, please remove yourself from the fucking gene pool. Please, please remove your fucking brain from your head by whatever means you deem necessary or you deem suitable. You have that kind of... That has no place in modern society. That has no place here. Terrorism is unacceptable. Nobody's fucking denying that. <laughs> but at the same time, bombing the ever-loving fuck out of the tiniest little strip of land and all of these people that die are just what collateral damage lol just write it off like who cares as long as we'll kill 10,000 people as long as we get one bad guy that is a uh, I don't know it's that mentality as well is sickening as it just as much one uh, both of these things can be true you do not support terrorists if you oppose if you dis you know if you disagree with what the IDF is doing that does not make you an anti-semite does not make you a pro Hamas or pro terrorism absolutely does not both of these things can be true at the same time this is not a binary situation. Anybody who's trying to claim that it is, they're, uh, th I would say that they're, they're bad actors. They're acting in bad faith. They're, I don't, they're trying to perpetuate that same false dichotomy that you are either or what, or the other when that's absolutely not true. I, like, I don't know. I, I've been saying this it's partially in jest, but not entirely, mostly in sincerity is when in the fuck did it become controversial for me to say, I don't want kids to die. Please note, I did not say Palestinian. I did not say Israeli because there's no fucking difference here. I don't want kids to die. I don't want innocent people dying. That's it. That <laughs> not wanting Palestinians mercilessly bombed into non-existence, not wanting that does not mean that you want instead for Israeli people to be bombed into non-existence. That's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. This idea of ground invasion or whatever, it's, man, <laughs> I've worked in counterinsurgency. I was on the ground in Afghanistan doing counterinsurgency. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 do not do that. Um, it's going to be a very bad idea for everyone. Um, for every one innocent Palestinian that you kill 
mistakenly, even if it was in genuine error, absolutely a mistake, not intentional in any way, you're creating exponentially more terrorists because of it. You are not solving the problem with violence. Violence is not going to solve this. I, um, I cannot remember where I heard it, but there were, it was a guy who used to be like a, he was a tie up in the Viet Cong, the guerrilla forces, not the NVA, the army. Um, he was, and he, I don't know. I think he was, it was him speaking to some, um, it was another terrorist. It was a terrorist group that he was talking to. And he said, you know, I believe the group was Hamas. I'm pretty sure that. And the guy said, like, look, terrorism does work sometimes. It can. It can be a very effective tool. But what you need to remember is, like, the Americans in Vietnam or in Afghanistan. Like, for just I'll just use my own experience. But, like, for, like, Americans in Afghanistan, like, you don't have to do a whole lot they're going to leave they're going to leave um so just just kind of chill they're gonna leave um the and he said the same thing about americans in vietnam the french in vietnam that colonizers leave however these people are not they're not going anywhere they don't have anywhere else to go you cannot terrorist your way out of this. It's not going to work. And you can't wait them out either because they're not going anywhere. You have to, at some point, you're going to have to come to the table and be willing to talk. And if you're not, I, don't, I guess we're going to be doomed to repeat the fucking cycle every couple of months, years. The those two men that I told you about, the Israeli and Palestinian fathers, um, they <clears throat> one of their I, I don't know mantras or mottos or statements or whatever is we will either share the holy land together or we're going to share the graveyard underneath. And truer words never spoken, man. It's um I don't, I don't know where we're going to wake up from this, from this illusion of necessity of violence, because there isn't one. Well, that was fucking cheerful. Um, let me get us wrapped up here. So... I mentioned other shows I like Lux Media as a whole. There's other shows on it. There's Ultimate Fucking Casual if you like MMA. Hardshell Tacos is a slice of life show that I do with a, a cousin of mine. Uh, we actually recorded yesterday. I need to get that published soon. Um, obviously, Progressive Patriots, you, here you are. Uh, there's an international edition not haven't been able to get to that one as frequently but uh it'll be it's on the same feed so you know as long as you're subscribed here you'll be fine b-sides boxing 
Boxing always has been my first love. It's why I started doing this. But, you know, I, I care about other stuff, too. So here we are. Um, there's another one that's kind of fun. It's called Ookie Spooky Stuff. Uh, if you're into New Age mysticism, uh, like tarot, oracle, crystals, uh, astrology, all that ookie spooky shit. <laughs> if you're into that kind of stuff, man, that is a show for you. Um, it's a daily thing. Uh, I, Monday through Friday, there's a there's a release. So there's that. Sometimes on the weekends, sometimes not. Uh, <clears throat> doing the internet stuff. Uh, it helps. The, the biggest thing that would help is uh, rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you're listening to it. That would be the biggest help. Um, it also helps to interact with social media posts. It makes the social media posts more visible. That would be helpful as well. Um, hmm. Speaking of, the social media handles is LVX Media Net on everything. If you can't find me, I'm not on it. Uh, what else do I got? Uh, all right, so <clears throat> these are these two groups. Um, I I volunteer with them. I think they're great. I love these. I love these two groups. I've made good friends in them, um, and a lot of the people that you've heard on Progressive Patriots come from them. So there you go. Um, they do not fit like endorse me. This is not. I'm not the official podcast of anybody. It, this is Lux Media, and that's it. So, but. I think they're neat. The Marge Simpson uh, meme there. Uh, so Common Defense, the social media handles are, is a Common Defense, one word on Twitter, and Common underscore Defense on Instagram. Um, this one is Arizona local. It's Vets Forward. Uh, Vets underscore Forward on Twitter. Vets FWD on Hold on, I'm fucking that up. Let me let me reset there. Um, vets underscore FWD on Twitter. Vets FWD on Instagram. <clears throat> right. Uh, you will recall I mentioned those uh, EPA grants, which, you know, if you can do something with that, fuck yeah, dude, do it. The link, the short link for that is lvx.at slash EPA. All right. Um, for Common Defense, they are nationwide. So if you want to volunteer with Common Defense like I do, um, the I made a short link for this as well. It's lvx.at slash cdef. lvx.at slash cdef. All right. Common Defense. You get it. And also, if you're in Arizona, that's forward. Oh, could always use some help as well. lvx.at slash f. F V F W D. God damn it, what's wrong with me? LVX.AT slash V forward FWD, right? V F W D. So that's both of those. Um Well, there's nobody here for parting words, so it's just me. My parting words is uh I'm gonna start doing this as much as I can in uh anywhere I have the opportunity to do so. Uh being a millennial. Uh, I grew up with these three fine fellows. 
uh, I refer to them as the Millennial Trinity. It's uh, Steve Irwin, Fred Rogers, and Bob Ross. Steve Irwin always taught us to be kind to nature and animals. Uh, Fred Rogers reminds you to be kind to your neighbors, be kind to other people. Doesn't matter what they look like or what they, I don't know, may identify differently than what you expect. Who fucking cares? They're still a person. It's all that matters. Treat them like one. And lastly, I feel most importantly is be kind to yourself. That's a old Bob Ross there telling you you're not making mistakes. You're making happy accidents. It's all good. I feel that's most important. It's easy for a lot of people, especially um, doers like veterans such as myself. For doers, it's easy to forget yourself in service of others. It's really easy. I did that for a long time. And I actually tried to mask my own inner turmoils, my own personal problems with helping other people. So yeah, I, that's why I feel it's most important to take time and be kind to yourself. That's going to do it for this uh, Thanksgiving edition of Progressive Patriots. I'm thankful for you. So go, um, I don't know, eat more food. <laughs> eat leftovers. Call your grandma. She misses you. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you next time.